Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. You. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break a rim, big power, hour Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound is episode 434 of Breaker in Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker, joining me as always, big underscore Bane, what's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. Hot enough for you? It's getting toasty. <laughs> we we had some good days last week, though. We had some cooler days. We some yes, we did. Really good days. I mean, it was raining yeah, like a mug, and I that, was walking around soaked like a bitch. I hate that. But I hate rain more than heat. Dude, I I I love rain when I don't have to step outside my front door. Sure. Like rainy days are great when I got nothing to do, but when I got to be out and about running these here routes, you know, it's 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 annoying. Yeah, I can understand. Um, yeah, it's we're definitely into those summer months. I saw you put a countdown up for uh, ready for ready for the fall. Can't wait, man. We're getting close to. Uh, I think we got about three more weeks, and there's less than a hundred days. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> excited to stop sweating. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. I, yeah. I get it. We're different on that, but it's all good. You know. I, I enjoy the summer months. It's okay but, to be wrong, Breaker. Yeah, you can admit it. I hey, being if, if this is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> uh, I'm ready for some some summer sweating. <laughs> Good lord! Uh, we got some wrestling talk this week. We got definitely got some toy talk, and uh, of course our tournament to piss everybody off, courtesy of Big Underscore Bane. You're welcome. Is well underway. Um, but what do you say we dive into some wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bane take a little break. Cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, we obviously got some topical stuff to talk about. I do want to touch on this first just because I, I didn't know about this and it is baffling to me. Ty Conti tweeted out that her and Sammy Guevara have a stalker. Have you heard about this? Yes. Apparently, this guy, she said, messages them every single day. Mm-hmm. And from what I gathered, most of the messages, he's accused, accusing Sammy of stealing Ty Conti from him. Yeah. Which I doubt. Yeah. Um, 
and then like is basically threatened to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that sounds like a fantasy RP that you're taking too far. Isn't that the problem? Like yeah. with, with stuff like that, like when you yeah. when you put something out there too far, like mm-hmm. it's like what the hell? I mean, and I think obviously we live in a different world now, as everyone knows. But I think post Sonya Deville, that whole situation, yeah, these things have whole, so much more weight, right? Oh yeah, yeah, because that that I feel like the Sonya Deville one was the first time that something had actually happened with it. At least that was like everybody knew about Mm -hmm. you know so yeah i mean i feel like we have to take these super seriously because you never know i mean that guy could legit show up he said that he has their address he could legit show up and just blast them you know yeah part of me thinks that he's probably just you know a a fan who doesn't quite get it yeah but but then again you don't know that i mean he's added at himself enough to put that out there like and reply to posts and stuff i don't know man it's a weird world well, there's a lot of mentally ill people, and a lot of them are, um, I, I don't mean this in a negative way to anybody that listens, but a lot of mentally ill people are wrestling fans. Yeah. And it is uh, kind of kind of scary. You know, take Audie's a beautiful girl. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. So, like, it, it's no surprise that she has weirdos like this that follow her. It's just sad to see that it's, like, getting so out of hand. Do you think we're too connected as a society? Is that a problem? Big time. You think that's a big problem? Because the more I think about it, because I, you know, I, I tend to think like, okay, let's say I'm in seventh grade. I think most of us had a big crush on Sable and Sonny. Sure. But I didn't feel like there was any logical way we could ever send them a message. Sure. That's different now. Yeah. So does that change perspectives? I think, and like, Ooh, let's, send, you know what I mean? Like it's, I think also too, like, and, and there's no way to govern this, but I think also too, like age factors into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it's right now it's cool as shit that we can get that you and I can get on there and we can tweet big stars, even though they don't respond. It's cool as shit that we're able to, you know? Um, but I, I think like, or if they do respond, they turn everybody against you. Like Tyler. Right, did. Yeah. <laughs> but he motherfucker ain't even a sealess celebrity, you know? <laughs> He was back in catering. That's Bane, why he was. Bane still pissed. That's why he was able to respond to me because he was back there sipping on a freaking iced tea and catering. Little son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, I kidding. approve of Diesel's title reign, just Ty, for the record. Ty, Tyler Breeze could kick my ass, so I don't want that smoke. But with with Tay Conti and, and Sammy Guevara, like I think this kid is probably like 18 at best. You I know don't know. I, mean? the I, age. I, don't, I don't know either, but like that's what I assume. And I think I think kids like that age and below probably shouldn't be on social media where they can interact with everybody. Cause they, I feel like mentally they can't handle it. Yeah. That's you know good. what I mean? Well, like remember the dude a few months ago that attacked Seth Rollins. Yeah. Like speared him in the, in the, in the entrance. Yeah. And apparently it was because he thought Seth Rollins was stealing money from him from, cause some, he got scammed. Yeah. Cause he got some, and I mean, dude, those are a mile a minute, right? I mean, yeah. I see or hear about those all the time. Mm-hmm. Like as far as internet scams and, you know how many times I get tweeted from quote unquote Oscar? <laughs> you know, I'm sure it, it it's happened at least three times that like Oscar has quote unquote te- or, or DM'd me. Oh, I've seen people also too, like, dude, check out who followed me, and it's like it's John Cena, it's his profile picture, but it's not the same. Right. At. Right. Yeah, I don't think that's him. Yeah. Unless he's got his own burner account, you know. Right. Which is the perfect crime, I guess. Absolutely. But, um. Yeah. But I I guess it's. And also to our parents' generation, they're going to fall for it way faster than we are. Sure, because we've we've kind of seen this morph mm-hmm. and happen, dude. I, I remember one time getting an email saying your PayPal account's been hacked. Yep. 
oh no. So I opened the email. It's, it's a fake email. Next thing I know, I got fraudulent charges in my bank account. Yeah. It happens. Yep. We live and learn. That's kind of part of our society. Now, that being said, if you're not quite, you know, mentally stable, do you, I mean, maybe you do really believe Seth Rollins is trying to scam you out of $75. Like, don't think he needs it. But you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what happened. Right. And that, and that's just it. Like, well, and I'm wondering, sorry to cut you off, but I'm wondering if like maybe there's a fake Ty Conti account that's like, hey, you're my new boyfriend. Probably. You know? There probably is. You know? And that's the sad truth of it, of it is that she probably, not her, but there probably is a another Ty Conti account that probably DM'd him saying like, hey, this is the one where I communicate with fans. Same setup as all the celebrities, like the wrestlers do. And, you know, it's probably some fake account. And the, over the time, they just started talking and then became boy, quote unquote, boyfriend, girlfriend. And yeah, that's probably exactly how it happened. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's that isn't that the problem? Do you know how many times I see like fake accounts like glorifying the girls, like yeah, WWE porn or whatever? And it's like, which is weird, super weird. Like I and you know, teach their own. I know, I know some of our friends follow those pages, but like that's weird, super weird. You know, and then there's like I've seen like the not safe for work divas page and stuff like that. And it's like, I didn't know what that meant for the longest time that NS NSFW. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things like I get it. The majority of those women in WWE, AEW, wherever they are impact, they're attractive, but like go for porn somewhere else where they're actually providing porn. Like, yeah, don't be weird. You know, I think that's weird. And those accounts are probably ran by kids. Like 16, 17 year olds. Oh, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like somebody my yours or my age that's running that shit. Probably not. It just, I don't know. I feel like when we start dropping down that rabbit hole, it's kind of like all the guys taking uh, prom pictures with the, the, the women superstars. Yeah. I almost said divas, but that's not even correct anymore. The female superstars. That, I think, here's what I think. I think when you start to step over that edge, it's hard to find the line to jump back. Yep. And so it's almost like they need someone's hair to be like, no, can't do that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You can stand right there and she'll stand here. If she wants to put her arm around you, that's on, that's her call. Right. But you're not hugging her like it's a prom picture, especially when you can read the body language and tell that they're not into this. Of course. You know, and, and almost every one of those pictures, it's super tense looking like that's not a memory you would want to keep anyway. I wouldn't think. So I sure wouldn't, you yeah. know, and I, I, I especially think of the one with Becky Lynch. Do you remember that? That's one? the one I there's one of her and one of Alexa that no yeah. flame come to mind. And the one of Becky Lynch, she's got her fin, fist clenched and everything like she's ready to swing. She, on doesn't the guy. Even, she doesn't even look happy. No, it's almost like, you know, I effing dare you. Right. And it's like in that situation, for one, like I wouldn't feel comfortable taking that photo with a, a regular friend who's a girl. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, but like two. If I was going to take a picture with any superstar, like the thing I would want to do is probably like just replicate their pose with them or something like that. You know what I mean? Their, their signature taunt. Like I wouldn't want to take a weird picture. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. It's kind of like if I had a picture with Rob Van Dam, I'm hoping he does the one thumb and I'm doing the other thumb. Exactly. I don't, I don't need to hold him like a baby. Yeah, exactly. It's (laughs) It's like, it's like, okay, no, let's just do it with like what people remember. Or like Randy Orton, you got your arm spread out or something. Yeah. The Orton pose. Right. right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I, and I mean, I'm sure if you're cool, they're going to be more like, yeah, whatever kind of pose you want to do. That's cool. You know, like they're, they're fine with that. And it's just, 
Like, I know the guy that was at front row at WrestleMania 30 when Taker got beat, mm-hmm. whose eyes were super wide. Yeah. They, him and Taker did a pose where he was doing the Undertaker pose, and Taker had the wild eyes. Yeah. I was like, that is beautiful. Yeah, it's like, amazing. That, that's, a great, that's a great photo op. But yeah. it's, it's one of those things where I feel like sometimes when you give people too much, this is what happens. Yeah. And I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's weird. It's weird, and it's sad. It's sad because... That dude clearly needs mental help. Yeah. Like big time. And if he's tweeting them every single day, how is this not stopped? Like right. how is this not like I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Well, it does. That but that's a whole whole other topic about law enforcement that just has baffled me for years. Yeah. Because they don't do anything until something happens. Right. Which Be- is like well, Because now they can't. Right, but now it's too late. Yes. And like, okay, so Yeah. Kind of like I mean the Sonya Deville one. I and I don't know if that was actually reported to the police. From what I understand, she actually kind of like didn't know about some of them. Like they mm. were filtered to a spam folder and things of that nature. And I could be wrong. I, 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 I actually, wrong. I feel like I remember that too. I could be wrong because I think those were a lot of DMs. Yeah, maybe not replies. And and I would imagine, you know, Ty Conti, Sonya Deville, these women probably get three hundred replies on a tweet. Oh, I'm sure. So do they read all of them? Probably not. Yeah. But those super creepy ones do stand out. Oh yeah. Well, especially if those are the ones that. Get because I'm sure they get notifications every time something's replied to, mm-hmm. as far as like reply to a reply. And I'm sure she gets notifications like crazy, but people in, in that status probably had notifications turned off, right? Exactly, because your phone would be going off all day, right? Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a wild thing. So hopefully that gets taken care of because at the end of the day, and I and real quick to throw this back into the wrestling, I know a lot of people are upset at those two in general because I know Sammy proposed to his girlfriend on television. Mm-hmm. They were going to be married, and then shortly thereafter, he's with her. Mm-hmm. But that's not our business. No. And that's the part that I think is like, okay, I don't know the situation that happened there, but that's not our business. Right. So I don't know why people feel right to publicly ridicule them or whatever. Yeah, and you can you can dislike them all you want to. At the end of the day, they are two human beings playing mm-hmm. a character on TV. Yeah. I mean, just let them live. And, yeah. the, and also, too, they're young. Right. People make stupid mistakes when they're young. Exactly. Um, Jeff Jarrett will be on Broken Skull Sessions. This is epic, I think. I am super excited about that episode. I am too, because there has been a long-standing rumor that these two did not get along. Yeah. Uh, stemming back from the Memphis days, mm-hmm. um, where a Jeff made a slightly derogatory comment to Austin. Austin never forgot it, and then years later refused to not work with Jeff when he was in a top spot. Yeah. Is that true? I don't know. But uh, I, know, I know Jeff has talked about it on his podcast. Has he? Yes. So I haven't followed his in a while. His is great, though. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. It's long, and that's kind of why I don't listen all the time. Well, I don't. I've never listened to it. I've just seen the clips of him and Conrad talking about it. And, you know, they. Yeah, he's he's gone over some of the things before of why they don't really care for each other. So but I'm I'm excited for this because I think if they actually talk about it, you know, for one, maybe they can just shut the hell up and, you know, get along. Yeah. Or let bygones be bygones. Two, uh, they can kind of give the fans, you know, some closure on it. You know, like what the hell actually happened. Yeah. You know, both sides of the story here. And and I think that'll be an interesting, interesting conversation. Well, uh, the, without a doubt, I know um, in this, and if people don't know the story, I guess Austin got a Memphis paycheck, which were notoriously small mm-hmm. for the amount of dates you worked. Jeff walks in the office. Who's the promoter's kid, by the way? Yep. I said, well, you can keep staring at it. It ain't going to get any bigger. <laughs> yeah, which is a shitty thing. To say. It is. Because, um, you know, Jeff's probably taken care of. Of course. Now you fa- now it's probably 89, 90. Mm-hmm. 
fast forward a little bit, Austin gets a job at WCW. Jared gets a job with the WWF. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they seemingly probably are there in the WWF at the same time for a little bit, but then Jeff goes to WCW. Yeah. Austin then becomes stone cold and becomes a huge star. Mm-hmm. Jarrett comes back in, I think 97, 98. Yep. And then, you know, eventually he's, you know, he's like the NWA Jeff Jarrett. Then he's double J. Then he kind of becomes slap nuts or that was pretty slap nuts. It was don't piss me off, Jeff. Yep. And apparently there was going to be a program there and Austin kind of shut it down. Now they had, they had had some stuff before, like Austin had given him a stunner before. Cause I remember him doing the strut yep. afterwards, which was classic Austin. Yep. Um, so they'd done some business. Now I don't know if that was like hatred or just like, no, I don't want to work with him. I don't know the specifics. Well, I, I remember because it popped up on my feed not too long ago. When he came back, it was before he had cut his hair short. He still had the long ponytail, mm-hmm. but he was completely bashing Austin's That's stuff. right. That's right. That's another factor. And then apparently, like, f- from what I've heard is that immediately, like, Austin was waiting on his ass when he came back to the back after that promo he cut and gave him the what for about, hey, that's my livelihood, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care about your personal beliefs. Like, don't with my paycheck pretty sure, much sure yeah and and so that pretty much continued the heat you know and kept kept it alive and so wild shit you know it, it really is um yeah i don't know man it's it's one of those things where i don't know like what led to Jarrett saying that yeah not sure uh, you know i don't know if there was some i think Jarrett was probably just trying to find his character again in wwe sure you know what i mean and and that was pre uh script time you know so like that was when you really kind of just had to get yourself over sure and And it was also cutting edge at the time right i mean Shawn michaels is mimicking you know a blowjob on national television is that what that was i had no idea i'm i mean i would assume i'm I'm a good boy i don't know what what he was trying to do (laughs) well and he was tickling the balls i kind of maybe maybe think that but anyway tickling uh, the old taint (laughs) good lord but uh I know Austin's also talked about Jeff Jarrett wasn't a good horseman because he wasn't mean enough. And then there's the debate. Well, was Jeff ever actually a horseman? Was he a horseman? Technically he was. And then they, like the group kind of broke up and he kind of turned on him. And so he wasn't, I don't know. It was like a whole thing, but horsemen went through a lot of iterations in WCW. I feel like, yeah, a lot of them. I'm not even sure counted officially. Yeah. Uh, Cause Kurt Henning was technically there, but then he yeah. immediately joined the NWO. So does that count? Well, that's true. You know, um, but his old like 96, 97 run was pretty short. I remember him being there, but I don't remember him doing really anything. He was very much, I felt like he was back and forth. Like if there was one guy who just was everywhere, it was him. Because it was I like. I think that's what Cody's going to be. You think so? I think so. Yeah, because it was like he was WCW one day, the next day he was WWE, then oh, back to WCW. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, after WCW folded. TNA. <laughs> yeah. And Vince was like, I oh, ain't coming back here, pal. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of what made me think there was more heat than than we thought, I guess. Yeah. So, and I'm sure, like, but also to the whole holding Vince up for money, and, and oh, I think, forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, and he actually has explained that on his podcast, and I tend to agree with what he had said mm-hmm. because he was basically breaking down WWE paydays, and it's like essentially this is what they are. It's yeah. like you get paid for this, paid for that, and it's going to be X amount, mm-hmm. and based on his contract, he was, and based on what he had been getting paid, he figured it was X. Mm-hmm. Well, he said, when I leave, they're not going to pay me that. They're going to pay me the bare minimum. Right. So basically, I want this because this is what I'm owed. Yeah. And, well, we don't have that much. Well, the gate does. The gate's got, you know, probably half a million dollars. Yeah. 
So like his point made sense to me yeah. when he, when he broke it down that way. Cause he was basically saying, if I just let my contract expire, they're not going to pay me like the X amount I should be getting for the last three pay-per-views. They're going to pay me you know, 500 bucks probably. Right. Which yeah, you know, I, they did that to Dean Ambrose. So people can say what they want to. Like his last, I think WWE check was like he got paid extra pay for a, a main event. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it does happen. Like yeah. that's the way that that company operates. So I don't think Jarrett was wrong there, but I could see where Vince doesn't like being told what to do. Right. So, but he's back with the company. I hear he's starting a new job there. Um, I don't know what that is exactly, but I think this will be an interesting uh, sit down. Yeah, for sure. I think it's good on uh, both parts to uh, to sit down and do it. You know. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure because I'm I would assume it's already recorded, edited, and all that. So I mean, yeah. um, I, I'm curious to know how it went over. If there was actually any like arguments there, you know, it, it, debates it, that will be interesting. I do know um, when he was doing them live, there was that really bad Dean Ambrose one. Yeah, yeah, where he didn't really answer any questions, and Austin was trying to get personal. I don't think he was up for that, and it was just kind of was awkward. Yeah, I think Ambrose. I mean Moxley. I think he's he's kind of a uh, private guy, and I yeah I, I I thought he I thought he was trying to actually be like the character Dean Ambrose, and I bet he just probably didn't get it like what he was doing there. Oh, then that's probably why it shouldn't be live, right? I mean, I I think that's the overall problem. I know when they started doing these, and because we would see like pictures and clips before they actually aired, so it's like oh, it's not live, but I don't think that that's a big deal, right? Like I think, and I think the set is in Austin's home, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. So that means Jared's coming to his house. So he's got to be pretty okay with certain people showing up. Right. So I, I would say that that's pretty cool. I know the Cody Rhodes one was really good. Yeah. The Bubby Ray Dudley actually was really good. That one actually like gave me a lot of respect for Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really liked that one. And I think he's, he's kind of been under some fire lately with some of the comments he made. But I think overall, that's just his opinion. That doesn't make it wrong. It's right. just not what everyone else kind of agreed with. So. Right. But yeah, it was a good. It was a good uh, interview. So I'm I'm looking forward to this, man. I think this will be uh, this will be interesting. It'll be good. And I think WWE or Peacock or whoever is footing the. I assume Peacock's footing the bill for this now. I don't. Hell, I don't know how who, it works. Who knows? But I think they realize like we need to get like Cody Rhodes makes sense because yeah. he just came back. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett and Steve Austin have had heat in the past. This makes sense. Yeah. So I, I think it's cool. Absolutely. Real quick, just off the top of your head, who would be someone you'd like to see on Broken Skull Sessions? Uh. I don't think it would draw a whole lot, but I would like to see a Baron Corbin episode. Okay. Uh, and, and the reason I say that is because you talk about a guy who has, I feel like that guy has had more gimmicks than anybody in the company. Like, especially modern day WWE. I mean, that, that dude I can't is, even keep up with the, uh, the action figures. He's Yeah, he's been the lone wolf. He's been King Corbin. He's been, you know, the bum-ass Corbin. He's been happy Corbin. I mean, he's, like, literally had so many gimmicks, and I think it would be fun to talk. Well, he was also the constable. Right. Like, I, I feel like he's had so many solid gimmicks, and they I've, to a certain extent, they've all worked for him. I mean, because they've done what they're supposed to do. And I just, I think he would be an interesting conversation. Plus the man, like, I don't know if you follow him on any of his socials. I do. I know. I know. I know. We started an XT together. Okay. But the man grills like a son of a bitch. Oh yeah. All of his shit looks really tasty. And so I'd like to hear him talk grilling and stuff like that. (laughs) I I think he's one of those guys that I think has been given a lot 
of different things and has done everything you can to make them work. Yes. And there's something to be said about that, you know, and most like, of the time they do work. I mean, right. Again, but, they do what they're supposed to do. Like most of the time they're there to piss you off. But even when he was the bum Corbin, he did some things with his look that are not flattering. Right. And like, that's dedication. Yeah. You know, like to, wow. Okay. Like yeah. you're going to do, like, I remember like him like passing around his phone. Like if everyone can throw me some money, yeah, I have a chip reader here. Yeah. <laughs> like doing some stuff. It's like, good Lord. Yeah. It was, but it was good, you know? Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. And it's, and I think it's, one of those things where you can look at it like he's a guy that's not going to be appreciated in his own time. No, he's the Miz. He's yep. John Cena. Yep. But years down the road, people will be able to pinpoint like, I remember this year when Corbin was this or that year when Corbin was that or that, yep. you know, and so on. And I think that's going to be an interesting thing over and, time. And he's also one of those guys uh, that I felt like if he would have stayed the lone wolf gimmick and they would have actually really ran with that. I feel like he probably could be, one of the biggest stars that they have right there. You know what I mean? Cause that one was, especially in NXT, that gimmick was over like super, super over. And so like, it's a, he's got the capacity to be like one of the biggest stars in the company when, once they pull that trigger on him. No, I agree with you, but I also think it's, I don't think he'll be a baby face. I think he's no, a heel. No, yeah, for sure. Because he's got some unlikable attributes to him, for Absolutely, sure. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I think he would be a fun episode. Um, there's honestly a lot of guys that I think they could have that would be super interesting. If we're talking the current roster, or even just like legends, I mean, I don't know. Like, I would love to me. I, I guess it depends on how candid. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Stephanie McMahon more or less leaves the company or takes a leave of absence. Yeah, like there's a there's an episode there. You know, like. But is it is it true? Is it real? I, I don't know. Yeah. Stephanie would be a great listen, too. Yeah, I think that would be a, a really fun one. Um, I'm trying to think of other people he's that he's had that he hasn't had that would be like, wow, that would be a perfect one. Because I know I feel like he's had a lot of guys already. He has. Has he had AJ Styles? Because AJ Styles would be a good one if he has. AJ did the Stone Cold podcast back in the day when they were doing okay. it live, but he hasn't done this new version. Okay. I would like to see I would like to see AJ. I'd also like to see Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Edge would be a good one. Edge would be a great one. Yeah. Um, um you know, it would be a, a, one that he never did because it would actually because controversy hit. Uh, it was Hogan. Yeah. Now he's had Hogan on his regular podcast before, but never on the live one. Yeah. And and I think and I, when I say interesting, it's because I feel like Hogan, you never know the real story. Mm-hmm. It's like he's always working. So I don't want to say he's like lying because I, I think it's just Hogan being Hogan. Right. And maybe re, you know, Andre Drive was 700 pounds. Saying, no, he wasn't. But, right. you know, like that's just his own thoughts. But if they actually dove into like real life issues, oh, yeah. that would be a damn good episode. Yeah. But I don't know if they would do that. I think uh, it'd be sugar coated and everything else. Oh yeah, biggest one for me, I think, as far as dream interview that I'm not sure that would ever happen is The Rock. Yeah, that would be the biggest one, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I just obviously because of who The Rock is now, but just the storied history between those two, I think you know that that's an episode that could go two and a half, three hours. I feel oh, like. for sure, they yeah. definitely have to do a part two. I would think. Oh yeah, because that would be a that would be a big one. Of course, Cody's went about two hours. I think Taker's went two hours. So mm-hmm. I'm sure Jarrett will probably go that long. Yeah. Simply because the guy's been everywhere. He's done so much. There's a lot to cover. Yeah. And it'll be interesting. MJF has made some news. Um, apparently, so we, we were recording this Sunday, if people don't know. And um, tonight is double or nothing. Yep. Rumor has it, a uh, MJF no-showed his FanFest appearance. 
mm-hmm. and booked himself a flight home. Now, more on to that, uh, they're saying he didn't actually get on the flight, but him and uh, management are not really seeing eye to eye. Yeah. He has said publicly his contract ends January 2024, so he's got, what, about a year and a half on his deal? Yeah. That's not a, I don't know, that's not a good sign. Not a good sign, but I also, um, I, I can't, I can't really imagine. Uh, Do you think this is real? Yeah, I can't imagine this is real. I think it's work. I, I, and the work doesn't make sense to me, but it just doesn't make sense that it's real either. Because you have a year and a half left on your contract. You're getting pushed as one of the biggest heels in the company. What it, What is missing here? Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that you're just very unhappy with back. I don't know backstage politics. I don't know any of that, but I got, I got to, I think it's money. And, and that's, that's probably a part of it too. But like, I can't, here's why. And, and again, MJF is a young dude. Yeah. Here's why it doesn't make sense for anybody to legitimately act that way. Because if you start pushing those buttons, um, which you got to stand for your morals. I totally get that. But if you start pushing those buttons and you do it in a way that is uh, negatively impacting all parties, you included, the companies that are in, in the business are going to view you as a liability and they're, they're not going to want to take a chance on you. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things like, you might be working yourself out of a, out of a job. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Again, I was about to say, well, Vince, said, you know, has always been a big believer in, you know, upholding your dates. Mm-hmm. I know Eddie Guerrero, when he resigned, he was letting him do his independent dates because he didn't feel that was right to just cancel because right. they, they'd already booked and planned and things like that. So, um, but again, when I say that, it's like, is Vince even going to be the one making these deals in the future? I don't know. That being said, Cody, I felt like, left the most professional way possible. Yes. He put over Sammy Guevara as good as anyone could mm-hmm. on his one of, I think it was his last TV match. Um, may have been his last match. I don't remember until he showed up in, in, in WWE. But he was also not, he wasn't, he hasn't been vocally negative on AEW. Yeah. I'm sure there's some heat there because there's got to be. There's got to be a reason for you to up and just leave, mm-hmm. right? And so I don't know the specifics of everything other than. And, I mean, the Young Bucks and Kenny were both throwing shade at mm-hmm. Cody when he left. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's a little bit there. There's definitely some something there. But it's, it's weird because I remember thinking, like, man, I don't know if AEW will be the same without Cody. But I don't even notice that he's gone. Yeah, but is it. It doesn't feel as big to me without him. Really? You think yeah. That? It well, and also too, Kenny Omega's been gone too. Sure. That's your two biggest stars. Um, I mean, the the young bucks. I always felt like were the least of the group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because well, uh, they're also a tag team. Yeah, and and I know AEW views tag teams way different than we have in the past, but like, it's it's just I don't know. It, I do feel like their biggest stars are gone. Um, they have CM Punk, they have Daniel Bryan, but they, CM Punk is just now getting pushed as a main event guy. Yeah, and I feel like, um, hey, I feel like Hangman doesn't feel like a main eventer, even though he is the, yeah. the main event right now. Um, it's just 
Yeah, I mean, I, I do feel like it's different without Cody there. The only reason I say that is because I, I look at the Devil or Nothing card and how stacked it is, and mm-hmm. I'm like, where does he even fit? Yeah. Like, where do you even put him? You know, like yeah. that that was kind of my, the reason I say it like that. I'm like, where does he even go? Like, it just seems like such a stacked card. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he's doing better in WWE than he would be in AEW right now. Oh, yeah. And that's why I think it's, sometimes it is the right time to go. Yeah. It's the right time to do things. MJF and Wardlow are seemingly coming to a big, you know, the the big conclusion of their story mm-hmm. and Double or Nothing, which I think will be good. Yeah. Um, I think it comes down to money. And I think what's happened, and I could be wrong, but I think MJF is seeing so many people come in and get paid immensely more than him. Mm-hmm. And I think he's upset about his money. Yeah. Now, granted, that's what he signed for. I mean, no one made him sign that deal. He signed for that amount of money. Yeah. But his star has risen incredibly since then. So, I mean, I... I've been in situations where it's like I'm wrestling a name and I know what the name's getting and I know what I'm getting. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Hmm. He's not wrestling himself. You know what I mean? And I, and I know that that's sometimes a selfish way to look at it, but this is a selfish business, right? Yeah. So, um, is he looking at like, wow, without my feud, CM Punk's not where he's at and he's making this much and I'm making that much. Right. That, that is going to get you a little bit. So in my opinion, if he's trying to renegotiate his deal midway through, He's got legs to stand on. But I can see them saying, like, no, we're not giving you more money. You well, know? he absolutely does have legs to stand on. And I think in a year and a half when contract time comes up, hey, let's look at this. Yeah. But, like, in the meantime, do your fucking job. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, like you said it, like, he's the one that signed the contract. You know, it's, it's great that his star has risen, but this is the contract you signed. Sure, we can look at it again. You know, but like at the same time, like it's important. This is this is why I was saying like it's important for him to kind of mind his p's and q's because WWE's got eyes on AEW, even mm-hmm. if, even even though they don't want to admit it. So like if he's taking his ball and going home because he's upset about money, WWE's going to see that. Yeah, and they're going to be like, okay, this guy's nothing but trouble. We don't need him. When you think about it, think about when WCW took all the stars from WWF. They take Hogan, Piper, mm-hmm. Macho, Hall, Nash, Luger. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. And that's that's just the top guys, not including, you know, like John Tenta goes over there and he becomes the shark and then Avalanche and then just John Tenta and right. then so many others, Ming, Hawk, or the Barbarian, all yeah. these guys. But WWE, who do they pick up? They pick up the Giant, turn yeah. him into the big show, make him a bigger star. Chris Jericho, the same thing. The radicals eventually. I mean, like a lot of guys who hadn't really established a run came over and became a bigger deal. Yeah. For the most part. Not all of them, but a lot of them did. I wonder if that's kind of their plan. And that's why they're throwing so many guys their way, mm-hmm. more or less. Like, hey, we're gonna release release twenty five guys. They're gonna sign ten of them. Yeah. And they pretty well have, to the point where it's like, now you're gonna piss off your homegrown talent. Because I've said this from the beginning. I think Vince was trying to drown them. Yeah. And I think it's working. You know, if if in one foul swoop they're able to get MJF and Cody and whoever else, it's working. Yeah, because, I mean, look at Cody. Cody, you know, you said it best. Like, he doesn't really fit on the card anymore. He's the face of WWE now. Yeah. Like, the actual face. He's on all the posters, you know, everything. And, and it boggles my mind. They got the whole countdown to Cody shit, you know, on Raw now, which is the weirdest thing ever where they like have an actual countdown to when he's going to show up on camera. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I mean, they are all in on Cody Rhodes right now. And so 
I mean, if they come back and do the same shit with MJF, all because Tony didn't want to pay him money, dude, that's one of your four pillars. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, again, that goes back to me saying, like, don't announce who your four pillars are. Yeah. I mean, like, and so if you take over MJF, bring him over to WWE, I mean, that's that's a huge shot. It really is. Um, I don't know, like, but is this all somewhat of a work? Yeah. I mean, I I really feel like it it is because I I just don't. MJF seems like such a smart guy that I feel like he wouldn't jeopardize his career for something that is out of his control right now. Well, I do know a lot of AEW contracts have what they call an option, Mm -hmm. which from what I understand is it's like a a three-year deal with an option. So I can pick up an option for a fourth year. Now, I don't Does that include a raise? I don't know. Yeah. But I'm wondering if maybe an option was picked up. And that's why he's pissed. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't for any more money or maybe not significantly more. Yeah. Because I think the problem is when, and the big show said this in an interview, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash had deal, had clauses in their contract that anytime you sign someone for more money, our deals go up automatically. Yeah. Genius. Freaking genius. Cause I think they saw what the, the culture was. Yeah. And so they signed Bret Hart for like 3 million. Oh, guess what? Now you got to pay us more. Yeah. So is that the problem with signing a Brian Danielson and a CM Punk and all these guys? They're not coming in for free. No. Sting, Christian, you no. know, et cetera. They're not coming in for free. Yeah, Sting ain't doing balcony dives for 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. And so it kind of makes me wonder if, you know, Tony Khan has, I don't want to say out budgeted himself, but not re- realize like, yeah, you got all these top tier players. Well, guess what? All these, Pillars, as you said, or they've said, or, you know, underneath talent that could be somebody soon, mm-hmm. they're worth more now. Yeah. Because of your television. Yep. So to keep them, you've got to keep them, yeah. you know, and keep them happy. Because what if Jungle Boy goes over? What if Sammy Guevara goes over? You know what I mean? I Yeah, I don't know. I don't see WWE having as much interest in Jungle Boy. Sammy, I could see them picking up. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, I could see Jungle Boy going over. I don't see him becoming a huge star. No. You know, I he's just, God bless him. You know what I mean? Like, there's just things missing with the guy. Yeah, that, he's one I've actually never understood. Yeah. I, I think he's incredibly talented. Yep. But I, there's something about him personally he's, where I'm just not. He's, in, Luke, he's Luke Perry's kid. Yeah. And he's, he's and I know it's like, oh, so it doesn't matter in wrestling. It does to a little, to a degree. Yeah. Um, Dude has the longest torso I've ever seen in my life, though. Good God. <laughs> yeah. It's like, where's his, where's his trunks at, damn it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I just, part of me feels like this is somewhat a work just to keep, keep the internet abuzz, right? Because there's something to uh, to be said about that. And also, too, it's great timing because we just saw a guy leave. Yeah. So is it coincidental that all this kind of started happening around the time Cody left? And I people talking and I think Tony's a weird guy too, but he's smart. Yeah. But he's also a weird guy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But like I, and I, I could be wrong, but I think aren't MJF and Cody really good buds. I've heard that. Yeah. So, I mean, like it would kind of make sense that maybe cut, like I could see Cody trying to like, Hey dude, you need to come on over. You, you, you'll get treated good. I'll make sure. Yeah. I could see that for sure. Yeah. You know? And, but again, if you're one planting the story, you know, yeah. easy to, to find that narrative too. Sure. And I'm not saying it's all work. I don't know. Yeah. But it, like I kind of thought Cody's deal was a work. Oh yeah, totally. Until, until he's coming out of the elevator at WrestleMania. I'm like, well, there he is. Yeah. Well, you know, like I, I, 
oddly enough, like even hearing that music, I was like, no way. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah. They're really playing this right now. Like weird. On the graphics and stuff on the screen. Yeah. It, it felt surreal watching that entrance. Cause like, we just really assumed they're going to change something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, it was going to be like, you know, veer or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny though, is like WWE has been pretty notorious in years past for having to change things up. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how many times have we just completely been like almost 100% guaranteed the rock was showing up? You know what I mean? And then it just never happened. Never. Well, but not even that, but I mean, like, look at, I mean, like I can only put it other than I think I'm shocked. Cody wasn't wearing polka dots. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of been, I mean, look with dusty. Like, I mean, yeah. Vince's MO is like, I got to put my own stamp on it. So the fact that he kept Cody exactly like he was American nightmare, he didn't change anything. And it kind of yeah. made me wonder if like, Hmm, okay. There's a little bit of a shift in the tide, I think. Yeah, with Cody showing back up yeah. as the American Nightmare. Right. So MJF is not going to be like you know, yeah. All of a sudden, wearing long pants and yeah. Hey, we need this. We need that. No, he's going to be the same MJF with the scarf, the whole deal, because yeah. that's what they're buying. Right. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Samoa Joe also made some uh, headway. Apparently, he also missed his uh, fan fest appearance. But apparently that was just a scheduling error and it was a miscommunication. It wasn't a, a no-show situation. So people kind of were already jumping to the conclusion, oh, Samoa Joe's unhappy. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, he's probably not going to beat Adam Cole in the Owen Hart tournament. But right. I wish he would, though. Like, it bums me out that Samoa, Do- Samoa Joe doesn't get pushed like crazy, you know. I'm glad he's there. He's one of those guys where it's like, I don't, I don't know if they know exactly what to do with right now. Yeah. But I mean, to me, like, I remember thinking back in like 2000, whatever it was, it was right when Brian came back because he was retired there for a minute and then he kind of came back to full time. And it was like, man, they could do Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan and Samoa Joe. We didn't get it. Yeah. Like, I think even uh, Hideo Itami was in the roster. It's like, damn, we could do Daniel Bryan and, you know, Kenta. Yeah. No, not happening. Yeah. So the fact that they can run back Samoa Joe and CM Punk, they can. Joe and Brian Danielson. I mean, there's so many possibilities of things they can do. Oh yeah. Like to me, I think it's really cool that we're seeing the Hardys and the young bucks because I know they've worked before, but never on this biggest stage. And like, that's kind of like an ultimate dream tag match, right? Yeah. Did you see, by the way, did you see the young bucks do the Hardys entrance? I like that Brandon Cutler was Lita. Yeah. That absolutely just I, killed me. I didn't get that at first. Cause I, all I saw the thong. Well, <laughs> And that was just it. Like, I actually saw the thong first. I was like, what the hell is he wearing? And then I saw the other two guys, and I was like, oh, he's Lita. Got yeah, it. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, pretty amazing. And then uh, Matt did the whole, like, falling over the ropes. Did you see that? Uh-uh. I yeah, didn't see that part. He did, he did the Matt Hardy, like, taunt on the ropes, but he did that one time when Matt Hardy <laughs> fell over. He fell over too. Uh, yeah, it was just amazing. It was well, and if I remember right, didn't J- Justin Gabriel stand on the rope, and that's why it happened. Yeah, because his his foot was on the bottom, uh-huh. and Justin Gabriel stood on it, and so he lost his footing and yeah. just <laughs> just toppled over. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. I have to watch that back. Yeah, that's hilarious. But no, I stuff. thought I think stuff like that's fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, even though this is not like the most hyped up tag match, it's like that's going to be really fun. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's what AEW has right now is even though some of their stories aren't all there, mm-hmm. like the punk and hangman stuff, the things I've seen, it's like, this is good. You know, do somebody brought up a really good point about that, which kind of got me really invested in that match is that every time CM Punk has gone up against another baby face, the baby face has not liked them for 
the reason of like, you know, you don't belong in AEW. Yep. Like you are, you're a WWE guy. You shouldn't be here. Like no one in the locker room wants you here and we're protecting the entire locker room from you. And it's like, that's really interesting. So it's almost like CM Punk is actually a villain villain with like pretending to be a baby face. You Absolutely. Know? It's great storytelling. Super good storytelling. Well, I felt, and you've said this before, and this is kind of a deep cut, but I feel like television is really good nowadays. Mm-hmm. Think about 20 years ago. I don't remember that many like really good shows. Wasn't a whole lot of deep stories. And I think now stories are so layered and deep and it's like, that's where binge watching became a popular thing. It's like this, this is good. Yeah. Way better than movies. Yeah. And wrestling never really found that. Right. And because our stories are kind of like, like you said, there's not a lot of mental thinking. It's not a lot of like, it's dumb. It's dumb entertainment. It's a reality show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's trash TV. I think to a degree, this is like the first thing they've done where I'm like, Ooh, this is good. Yeah. And I, and I feel like do that kind of like mix of reality and fantasy and, and kind of like letting people, you know, fill their own narrative. And I, I think that that's good. I think that's what wrestling needs, you know? Well, and I think also too, like a lot of times like, uh, wrestling storytellers are probably too afraid to go outside of the box with their storytelling because mm-hmm. of things like Lucha underground. You know what I mean? Like it's like Lucha underground really tried and it just, it was a miss, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I think, but I think it's cause their stories weren't wrapped in reality. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's, they they got a little bit too far outside of the box yeah. with their storytelling. You know what I mean? So I think uh I think there there's a fine line you do have to to draw, you know what I mean, when you're when you're trying to create a wrestling storyline because it does have to be based in reality. There's got to be some footing there on earth. Yeah, and and I think with with television like I was saying though, I think there's so many like elements you can go and and directions you can go, but like when you're like a, watching a superhero show, it doesn't feel like a superhero show, right? It, like Iron Man or whatever, any of those movies, they don't feel like they're far from reality. And yeah. I think that's why people buy in. Mm-hmm. Now, if you sit back and think about it, like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. This is pretty phony, but the key is you buy in in the moment. So with, um, um, with wrestling, I think that's part of the problem is you want to like this story of punk really being a jerk backstage. Mm-hmm. That's not far to believe. That's no. very, very like, wow, okay, I see their point. Yeah. And I have seen a lot of stuff on that too, and I think that that's very interesting. Yeah. And then someone brought up a point, like anytime he's won the title, he eventually turns heel. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, that's an interesting story too. And like, so like even, I still think the the finish tonight has got to be Kenta cost him the title. Yeah. And you set up Forbidden Door because that's a dream match. But even if he wins, like there's so many other stories to tell because punk could have an entire run as a champion baby face and as a heel baby face or uh, I'm sorry, a heel champion and a baby face champion. I thought how, how incredible it would be if he won the championship, he shows up on dynamite on Wednesday and does this whole promo about him being AEW champion is what's best for business. (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, Oh, that would be fantastic. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. There's so many ways I could go. Yeah. Yeah. Just like him be basically becoming what he hated in WWE. I think that would be incredible. That would be. Yeah. Well, and then like with him, you could almost take a whole 180, like put him in a suit. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. kind of just change all these things. It's like, wait a minute. Like yeah. this isn't the guy I cheered for a year ago. Oh, yeah. There's so many things you could do, I think. And that's what makes wrestling fun, ultimately. Absolutely. And and so to me, that's what AEW, I feel like, is trying to do it at times, is mm-hmm. trying to bring those fun moments back. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see some, some fun stuff tonight. Absolutely. 
We got a little bit of toy talk. Why say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right. So a couple things I want to bring up. Rush Collectibles has announced their own line of retro figures. Mm-hmm. Have you seen these at all? Uh, I've seen it. Yes, I have. Yes. So they announced Larry Zabisco, mm-hmm. the French Angel, which, I mean. I don't even know who that is. I know him because he briefly, they show his picture in the beginning of Ready to Rumble. Okay. Real ugly looking ogre type guy. And then Roadblock from WCW. Yes. Yeah. And he even comes with the uh, the roadside barrier, like barricade, which yeah. is amazing. Um, do you f- I love these. I think th- these are fun. Roadblock I'll probably buy because that's pretty ridiculous. But the yeah. other two I'm just like, nah. Yeah. I think it, we're getting oversaturated now. We've been oversaturated. Like we yeah. have been oversaturated and it's and it's only getting worse. I did see them put up a poll. I want to say it was Rush Collectible saying like, would you guys like to see some ECW old, old San Francisco toy maker style figures? And I'm thinking like, there we go. Yes. Yeah. That's it. I mean, do you not agree? That's what we need. Yeah. We, if they're going to go retro, do something different. To, we don't have to go Hasbro retro. You can go, you can go OSFTM. I mean, LJN. Like, yeah, absolutely. Do, do whatever you can. And it doesn't even have to be perfect with how the LJNs were back in the day. Like they can be a little bit harder rubber if you want, like whatever, do whatever you got to do, but like try something different. Well, that's what WWE superstars, that line being like Remco, I think right. it's smart. You know? Yeah, it's different. I like that. Well, and then also too Remco back in the day, all those had cloth goods, you know, soft mm-hmm. goods or cloth, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And these all have that. I'm like, smart. Mm-hmm. You know, now you can have like, you know, big Scott Hall and, you know, Million Dollar Man, and like they're the same scale. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's kind of a, a fun idea. Uh, but again, you know, okay, so more Hasbro's. It's like, come on, you know, give us something else. Yeah. AEW announced a whole bunch of stuff this weekend. We've actually finally saw the final rendering of Owen Hart. We're going to get two versions. He's going to be an Unmatched Series Six, then mm-hmm. a Ringside Exclusive um, called the King of Hearts. Uh, which will include a jacket and a and a belt, I believe a Calgary style belt. Looks like it didn't say anything, just kind of a, a blank belt and then a headband and sunglasses, both in the Calgary style gear. Yeah. A lot of people were upset by this. I've heard some people say, well, well, they can't do WWE gear. And it's like, okay. My my thought on this has been I understand they can't do WWE gear, mm-hmm. but I would have been perfectly okay with them doing a singlet and on the side doing like the Owen Hart Foundation. Because that's what Pro Wrestling Tees did on the Micro Brawler. I think, yeah, I think if it would have been like just the, you know, black and the pink singlet um, with or with the pink trim, and then, you know, even if it just said Owen Hart somewhere and then the Owen Hart Foundation logo. A new logo or something. Right, like they, they could, there was a way they could have gotten around it. I mean... You know, but I, I do get what they were going for. I knew it wasn't going to be a WWE look yeah. um, going into it, so I wasn't shocked when I saw the images. But I had also never seen that outfit until I Googled him right after. I was like, oh, okay, that's the outfit. I was thinking it was going to be more, because I think there was one where he had the like the red pants with the black on top. Mm-hmm. He usually wore a single top, and that's, yeah. another, that's another miss, because... I know it was the blue blazer. He wore the long pants and the singlet top, but he almost always had a singlet top. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a miss right out of the gate. For the very first one, it's like, okay, come on. Well, and I know even that outfit, there was one picture I saw with a singlet top mm-hmm. as well. And so I was like, the singlet top makes sense because it's Owen Hart. He's always done that. I mean, he was more known in his WWF run with just the singlet. 
whereas Brett was always the pants and the singlet top. But, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I think, I think it would have been much better had they given the singlet top because that picture on the right and somebody else brought this up too. He looks like a dude from karate kid. Yeah. Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. He looks like damn near spot on to him, you know? And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, that's weird. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's cool. We're getting another one. Yeah. I, I'm excited about it, but it's one you want to buy, even if you don't really like the figure. Yeah. Because of what it represents. Absolutely. And the fact that it's been so, long since we've had a, an actual owen yeah but i but i i know jeremy also mentioned like this is the first of many we're gonna so i think we'll get the owen people are wanting mm-hmm. now nate from ring skirts brought up a great point he said um jeremy's pretty good about gauging an interest mm-hmm. and he probably knew people are going to buy this right out of the gauges because yes so if he does the singlet next people will buy that as well yes he's probably right well, yeah, because if if he were to put the singlet out first and then put that out, I bet a lot less people would buy that second one. You know, right? Because I mean? like, now it's a, it's like okay, well, we already got the one we need. Right. So that, that really probably is smart business sense. It's kind of like Macho Man. Like it, when I first saw that they were like Mattel was doing Macho Man, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get all of them. Yeah, I, I didn't obviously, of course. But like, there's a few here and there that they made. Like, oh, that's really cool. I want that one. Oh, that's really cool. I want that one. But you don't. Again, and the more I see, the more I'm like, damn, that's really cool. But yeah. you can't get everything. Sure, it's just impossible. So I think them doing that is is probably a smart because I mean, there's a lot of different types of Owens, you know, that they could yeah. do, and well, they could even figure out a way to replicate, um, you know, like the uh, the danger. Yeah, I, I that's that's one that I always felt like would have been a great figure. Yeah. And they might they may have done that. Back I think in the Jax 90s. did, yeah. Yeah, but I I would like to see some sort of recreation of that if if they're able to. Yeah, um, I I just think them kind of you know doing the old school makes sense, but I I want to see some modern. Yeah, and I know this might be weird, but I'd kind of like to see like what would Owen look like current day. And I don't know if they would do that or not, but that yeah. might be kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think that their their licensing with him is is positive. Mm-hmm. I know Martha and her whole family has been at AEW in the past. They're supposed to be at the pay-per-view this weekend. So I'm sure they're on board for it. So I, I think it's really cool. Absolutely. And, you know, I know a lot of people had some had some grief for her, but I think a lot of times until Dark Side of the Ring, people didn't probably totally understand the situation. Well, they didn't hear her side. Yeah. You know, and I think that's very important. And it's one of those things. I know Brett has his opinions too. Um, but ultimately, I mean, I like – I think you can have your opinion and still understand the other person's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I fully understand and am on board with, you know, the way Martha feels. I agree. I agree completely. And I think, again, it's one of those things where, you know, she lost so much in that time. Mm-hmm. So I understand her not wanting to associate with that company yes. anymore. And so working with another company to honor his memory, I think is great. Absolutely. Um, so tournament time, uh, this has been an interesting tournament here and I, and I will, I will go to our bracket here because we had our second first round match uh, this past week and this did not go how I was expecting it to go. Um, which movie do you hate worse? Iron Man two or Dr. Strange? We had a runaway big underscore Bane. Dr. Strange. No, Iron, Iron Man, Man two. two was technically worse than Doctor Strange, according to our poll. I'm shocked by that. I am as well, because I, I didn't hate either movie, but I thought Iron Man 2 was stronger than Doctor Strange, so what do you know? Yeah. Definitely interesting. I mean, truth be told, I really didn't like Iron Man 2. I kind of like Doctor Strange. Yeah. Myself. 
Well, here's where it gets interesting. The Eternals or the Avengers Age of Ultron? I haven't even seen the Eternals, and I'm picking Eternals. <laughs> so it's easily the worst MCU movie of all time. Yeah. there. It's one of those where it's like, this doesn't even belong. Like, yeah. I doubt there's a sequel. I doubt there's any mention of them on anything again. Yep. It was, um, I think, kind of like what I... I thought some of these lesser-known properties could be like kind of like a swing and a miss, and this certainly was. Was it even bridging the gap between the MCU and Moon Knight? Because Moon Knight's kind of like a ancient Egyptian style character. Did it even bridge a gap there? I don't recall. There is a gap that's bridged at the end, like in the post credits, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, but you have to suffer through two and a half hours that's to the, get to that. Well, that's the problem. So a, a friend of mine brought this point up and I, I never thought about it this way, but it's so right. Um, I know you're not a probably a big reader of comics, but when they do a big event, like civil war or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. everything's a tie in. Right. Right. So like you have like the civil war books, but then like Spider-Man's a part of it. X-Men's a part of it. Right. So essentially you have an X-Men story and then two pages of tie in to civil war. Right. So it's like, you really need to read the whole book or those two pages probably sufficient. Yeah. Those two pages are probably sufficient. And I think that's what the post credit scenes are. Yeah. They're those two, two page tie-ins to everything else that happens. So do you need to watch all three Thor movies to understand, you know, Avengers three, probably not, but there might be some stuff in there that you need to know. Right. So it's, that's kind of what's happening with Marvel. And I think most people follow everything cause it just, there's so much. Well, there's a lot of it. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, Avengers Age of Ultron, Eternals. I know you're not an Age of Ultron fan, and it's the weakest of the Avengers movies. I'll mm-hmm. admit that. But I just found that one to be boring. Just not a, not a fan? Yeah, I just, it wasn't, there was nothing about it that kept me interested. Like, and, and honest to God, I, I wasn't even super invested in the Avengers until Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Like when that happened, it, it, and honestly, what drew me to it was Thanos. Yeah. His whole character arc in that story is phenomenal because he's realistically not a bad guy. Like he's doing that for the good of the galaxy, realistically. Like when it's just he knows people have to die for everyone to survive, you know, and it's like that makes a lot of sense when you really think about it. You know what I mean? Everybody send your hate tweets to add big underscore bang. <laughs> no, it, I know you're saying it does. You no, know, no, like right. I mean, like but it's but it's it's that whole god complex like well who are you to decide though exactly exactly and that's the that's the again what we were saying about wrestling right that's the whole it's it's layered stories it's not right i'm a bad guy because i i do evil things right it's a layered story yeah and and when he actually explains why he's doing the things he's doing it's like okay wait a minute that kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. it's like you're going about it the wrong way but your reasonings make sense well, and I think sometimes, too, with those multi-character movies, sometimes you see certain things that, like Doctor Strange, I became a huge fan of him in the Avengers movies because he's kind of the one that figured out there's one thing. And, like, when he gives yeah. Tony Stark the, the the one, like, this is it. Yeah. It's like, man, I'm, I'm in on this guy now. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Singular movie didn't do a lot for me. Right. But that made me more invested for the multiverse of madness. So right. it's, it's kind of interesting how they lay. Excuse me. But uh, I think with this, it's got to be Eternals. Yep. I mean, Eternals is is easily the worst Marvel film. I actually started rewatching uh, Shang Chi. Have you seen that one yet? I have not, dude. I'm digging it the second time. Is it the good? The first time I watched it, it didn't do a lot for me, but 
dude, it's a it's a good movie. And again, they bridge some gaps there where you're like, oh, okay, I didn't think about this. But I, I think sometimes part of the problem post end game is you have to rebuild. Yeah. And so people don't know the Eternals. They don't know Shang Chi. That you know, mm-hmm. Black Widow is like a standalone, but it's like, yeah, people already kind of know her fate, so it's whatever. But yeah, I think I think it's a good movie. I hope he gets a sequel because. The first time I watched it, I was just kind of like, eh, it's all right. But now that I'm seeing it, I'm like, this is actually a good movie. There's some fun stuff in here. Well, hell yeah. So I, I recommend checking that out if you haven't. Uh, anything else, man? That is all. Well, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Uh, make sure to check out some of our podcasting pals, like uh, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. They drop a new show every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yeah, buddy. And if you haven't heard yet, I got to induct some somebody into the Fig Life Hall of Fame this year. No kidding. You want to know what it was? Who? It was into the Hall of Shame. Oh, boy. Maximum Sweat. Damn. It's like so, They knew me so well to yeah. ask me to do that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You remember those figures? Oh, yeah, I do. What do you, What were your thoughts on that? Just uh, uh, They were just weird. You know what I mean? It's like, oh. Do you remember seeing them in stores? They sweat. Yeah. What were your... I mean, because I remember I liked the cartoony look, actually. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm kind of a fan of anything that's a little bit like, okay, that's different. But it's like, they sweat. Yep. Has that ever been like a thing where you're like, man, these figures are cool, but if they sweated a little bit, that would be awesome. I, I don't recall my exact thoughts on that whole thing when, when they came out. I just know for a fact I never owned a single one. Yeah. So I'm assuming I didn't like them. <laughs> well, I, I guess the original idea was supposed to be blood. Yeah. Which makes sense. But even sure. that's kind of like, that's a messy thing, right? Well, that, and I mean, think of it, stained carpets. Uh, that, that's, that was my thought. I'm right. Like, There's no way. If I had a, if one of my kids was like, hey, look at this. And like all this like red juice is coming up. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, get a, get a paper plate, trash bag, something to play, play outside. <laughs> yes. That is not an inside toy. Yeah. It's just, it's a weird, it was a weird concept. I think they, it was one of those things where they were all in, like they were going to make this a thing and it just didn't, it didn't happen. It's a terrible idea. Terrible idea. So it belongs in the hall of shame. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So yeah, check out fully posable and drunk wrestling history. Also check out our friends uh, doing the favor with uh, Eric and Barry. They Mm -hmm. drop sports podcasts, watch alongs, all kinds of fun stuff over there. Uh, The positively pro wrestling podcast with Steve and Eric, check them out as well. The ringside rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariat's podcast with my pal Ruthless Ryan Davidson. In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Yeah. Talking all things NASCAR. Love those guys. Good guys. Uh, Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Yep. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin. And, of course, the Twins. Oh, yeah. They always seem to make a little run in on the show. Uh, oh, yeah. You know that's going to happen oh, yeah. for the next, like, 18 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least until they're old enough to be like, like, hey go to your rooms for like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's see, I think the problem with podcasting and I mean, a big reason I think we've done it always over here is because you do have kids. Yes. So if you told the kids like, Hey, stay out of this room for an hour, what's the first thing they're going to do? Right. They're going to be banging around. Like they're going to come to the room four times. Yes. I mean, and that, yeah. there's been a time when uh, I had a roommate, as you know, several years ago. And that was one thing I brought up is like, well, I do this podcast once a week. You know, my co-host. Oh yeah. It shouldn't be an issue, but it's like that individual could not, there were times we had to pause the podcast because the the person wanted my opinion on a coat. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. It, you know, it's just almost like, hey, I'm like, and it's, it's happened when I tried to record stuff at shows and, you know, things like that. It's just always kind of been a nightmare. Um, anytime I've tried to do this when it's like, you can literally listen to the final product. Like you're not missing anything. Right. Like you can leave us alone. But yeah. 
Anyway, that being said, when those when the two boys get a little bit older, you know they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be heavily involved, which I I love. I'm it's, all for it. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna there's gonna be way more run-ins like until they're probably about ten. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if they're still doing this like in ten years, there'll they'll be like run-ins, all, and it'll it'll be more involved. <laughs> for the record, I think that that's what makes podcasting great is little run-ins like that. Well, and, and also too, that's what I like about theirs because I I've always felt like, even though some of their topics aren't exactly family friendly, I've always felt like it is a family but, show, but it's very real though. It's yeah. It's a, it's a very family show. And I think the more involved those kiddos are, I think, I think the better. Oh, for sure. Well, I know uh, when I recorded the, uh, the maximum sweat of people here at on fully posable today or this week, uh, cookie makes a little bit of a run in. Yeah. Cause I thought this will only be two minutes. Yeah. She's chilling out on the couch. As soon as I come in here, I just left the door open here. She came. Yeah. And she's like shaking and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you can hear it. It's like, well, hey, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Like life, life goes on. There's a reason why it takes me so long to record music. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you're, when you get interrupted or have, I mean, it's also distracting to you. Of course. So you're, you're not in your right uh, frame of mind. All of a sudden you hear family guy playing in the background. It's like, Oh God, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Um, of course, also check out Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Trivia with Buds with our pal Ryan Buds. Howlin' with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. And, of course, his epic, amazing chop shop over there. In fact, he's got something pretty cool in the works that people are going to be seeing soon. Yep. Uh, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. And then, of course, our other side project, uh, side projects, excuse me. You know, it's fake, right? With me every Monday and a special guest. And of course, uh, no holds barred with Bill Benis, which yeah. I guess is currently on sabbatical. Currently are you, on are you still sabbatical. sad? Uh, sad. Is I've, he having the summer of Benis? What's going on? I, you know, I haven't heard from him. Um, you know, I've been busy. He's been busy. Lord knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So probably, probably don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. And and I, I, I to be honest, uh, I don't care. Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Uh, all of Bane's music you can find on Spotify or Apple, wherever you get your tunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you've been putting out some teasers for some stuff, man. Yeah, so um, it's I, happening. It's it, it's real. So I I am gonna drop um, a single. I don't know if I'm going to put it on Apple Music because here's what I don't want. I don't want to have, and I, I'm gonna be speaking out of both sides of my mouth here because I'm gonna do it with the freaks. But like, I don't want to have a single of one song and then it be basically on there twice because it's gonna be on the album. So what I might end up doing is. Uploading this to Bandcamp, uploading this to YouTube, so people can still listen to it, all that stuff. But like, it'll actually become available, available um, when the album releases. Now, if you have a computer, I'll make it free to download from Bandcamp, and you can add it to your music that way. Uh, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to add it to Apple and Spotify and stuff like that, just because of oh, that one song, that that Yokozuna, yeah, that that I'm going to drop because I'm going to drop that within about a month or so. Um, but I, I don't want to add it to Apple Music until it's with the album. Oh, I, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's fair. But you do plan to put it on Apple. Yes. Once the album releases, it's going to be part of the album. But that's going to be the first single, but it's just not going to be available until the entire album drops on Apple Music. Okay. So. See, well, that was my thing because I, again, not as technically savvy as some. Mm-hmm. I prefer all my music in one spot. Yes. So as long as it's on Apple eventually. Yeah, it, it will be. Um, and like I said, I'll put it on Bandcamp for now. If you want, if people do want to download it, they'll, they'll be able to download it there. Um, I'm going to probably put it on YouTube. So if you just want to listen to it a couple times, you can listen to it there. But yeah, that new track, Yokozuna, that's going to be part of my last rap album. And I have, um, I now officially have every song for the alternative stuff written. I've got to have 
I've got to have time to record the last two songs. Um, and then after that, it's just mixing it all and then figuring out a date to drop it. Very cool. So this is like your exit from rap, but your, your unofficial entrance to uh, something new, right? Yeah, whatever the hell this is. I mean, it's going to have some trip-hop vibes, but not everything on there is trip-hop. I mean, there's some. There's one song that's very like kind of poppy. Um, there's one song that seems very heavily influenced by nine inch nails like you know which was unintentional but the more i listened to it the more i was like damn this sounds like a nine inch nails song no it's awesome so it's uh there's there's a lot of different influences in there so i'm not sure if it completely fits into one genre or not but it's a uh, i i'm probably just gonna blanket call it alternative you know which makes sense i mean it's an alternative to everything else so yeah I think it's cool, man. I know I, I really dug the freaks when you did that just because I think it was something so totally different yeah. than, than your norm. So I think this is really cool, man. Yeah, me too. So we'll uh, we'll keep everybody updated when more information is out there where you can stream it and all that good stuff. For sure. I can also uh, get you some beard balm and beard oil at Outsiders Beard Co. Uh, get you some beard balm, beard oil, and make that beard look nice. Oh, yeah. And then also our T-shirts are available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com. And watermaneuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour or any of our podcasting buddies. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up because this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. People's champ like the rock. I do not give a fox or if that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty Good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.